Everyone, remain calm. Yeah, ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. And later there's running and screaming. Somebody talk to me, what is happening? Welcome to Jurassic World. You're listening to the Jurassic Park Podcast. You want to consult here or in my bungalow? <laughs> Hold on to your butt. Well, we're back. Hello and welcome to the 102nd episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss all things Jurassic Park. Wow, it it really feels like it's been a while. I know it's only been two weeks, but in podcast time, it really does feel like forever. Um, I did finally take a week off. I went on a trip and mostly stayed off Jurassic Twitter and Instagram, but I'm excited to dive back in into the podcasting game, and we've got another great episode filled with Jurassic content for you today. In this episode, we'll announce the winners of the giveaway from the past few weeks here in the intro. We'll also review a little bit of news and birthdays and anniversaries. And then we'll head into the game trail with myself and Aaron Beyer, where we take a look at the 2XL Robot Storyteller and another fun new story revolving around Jurassic Park. This one has a lot of great Ian Malcolm moments, so stick around for that. Alright, so before we officially begin the show here, let's talk about the giveaway. We've got your winners. I am very happy to announce the winners here on the podcast. So starting off with the first prize pack featuring the Mondo Vinyl from Jurassic World, Jaroslav's 20th Anniversary Print and J Jurassic's Podcast Print is... Caleb Duttlinger. Hopefully I, uh, I pronounced your name there right. Uh, probably not. But congrats, Caleb. Our second winner with the prize pack two uh, featuring Yaroslav's 20th anniversary print, J Jurassic's The Queen print, and a vial of Dilophosaurus Venom. Uh, prize pack two goes to Samantha Endress. Uh, again, hopefully I got your name right there. Congrats, Samantha. I can't wait to ship out these prize packs to both of you. So I hope you enjoy them. It's been fun running this contest. I'm so glad we got our winners here. And of course, thanks to Aaron Beyer for donating the uh, brand new vinyl uh, from Mondo. And of course, to Yaroslav for the Prince and Jay Jurassic also for his Prince and the Dilophosaurus Venom. Again, congrats, everybody. And we will be in touch via email. So definitely check your inboxes. Anyway, we've got another fun episode lined up for you, so let's get things started off with a bit of Jurassic news from around the world. 18 minutes and your company catches up on 10 years of research. Access rate program. Access security. These pictures were taken in hospital in Costa Rica 48 hours ago. I don't want to jump to any conclusions, but look. Boy, my head being right all the time. But today, I guarantee it. While promoting his new film, The Book of Henry, Colin Trevorrow spoke with Screen Rant about Jurassic World 2 and its director, J.A. Bayona, and he had this to say. He is a different director, but it's interesting. We have so many similar instincts as far as suspense and family and fears of childhood and the perspective that we want to tell the story from that. Even though I wrote the film, it's J.A.'s movie from start to finish. He's just, uh, the film looks beautiful and it's exciting. We're using more animatronics because 
because I learned so much about how they can be utilized, so I built scenes that would allow us to use them. Belene Atienza has been great as well, and it's just been something that we've all delved into and tried to make it something deeper and richer and ideally better. I'm going to be the hype man for this movie. I think it's going to be a better movie. Sorry. So continuing to talk about Bayona, he said this. That was by far the most rewarding creative experience of my life. Just making a movie for another director who I respect. And I built it for him, so it's different than maybe even the movie that I would have written for myself. It's a Spanish horror slash thriller with dinosaurs in it, and I loved doing it. Colin also spoke with Cinema Blend and had this to say. J.A. Bayona is very good at creating scares. There are things that he'll just do with a shadow or the rustling of a curtain on a wall. He's so tapped into that kind of fear, especially the fear through the eyes of a child. He and I are simpatico as an American and a Spanish person. We may be mirrors of each other. It is by far the most satisfying collaboration of my life. First of all, I think the mainstream loves being scared, and I think the scares in the first movie were made to make children think like they were seeing something horrifying that their parents shouldn't be allowing them to see. We have a little bit of that here, but there's also that same big fun, adventure, sweeping, romantic kind of action in part of the movie that people seemingly responded well to. We're not throwing it all away, but we're definitely going to some new places. So yeah, that's a lot of nice things he said about Bayona and certainly his own integration into the next film. It's great that they can work together like this and back each other up in ways that maybe he didn't have available before. Um, obviously, everybody working on the film will say great things about it at this point, but I do think it is very promising to hear him talk about this franchise with such love, even though we know he's moving on to, you know, Star Wars and stuff like that. Anyway, if you do want to read the articles by Screen Rant and Cinema Blend, head to the links in our show notes. So it looks like after the UK rap party a few weeks back, the shooting did continue in the UK for a little bit longer and just wrapped up on about June 10th. Next up, everybody has, well, either arrived already or is heading to Hawaii to begin working down there. Uh, be careful out there on social media as I know there will be many accounts, you know, sharing set photos from the filming around Hawaii. A lot of the sets are out in the open and stuff, so uh, it's very easy to come across them. But uh, it is awesome to see them filming in Hawaii again. You know, I'm more concerned with figuring out which island that they're going to be on this time. Is it Nublar? Is it Sorna? Is it something completely different? Who knows? Um, anyway, it is exciting news either way. Let's keep our eyes peeled and see what happens down in Hawaii. Chronicle Collectibles have announced another really cool collectible for all the Raptor fans out there. The pre-order is currently live for the 1 to 1 Jurassic Park Raptor Egg Prop Replica. It's a nice little item featuring the Raptor Egg sitting in the dirt with a solid Jurassic Park logo on it. It's uh, retailing for 200 bucks and you can take advantage of either the 3 month or the 6 month payment plan if you didn't want to pay full price right away. Head to the link in our show notes to find the prop replica from Chronicle Collectibles. So lastly, here in the news, we did want to celebrate a few birthdays from the past week and uh, this week. Actually, we're going to start off with some film anniversaries. Jurassic Park had its 24th anniversary on June 11th. Uh, Jurassic World had its second anniversary on June 12th. And uh, over to the birthdays, we had uh, Kathleen Kennedy last week, actually, June 5th. And uh, also on June 5th, we have Mark Herlick from uh, Jurassic Park 3. You may know him as Ben Hildebrand. Uh, we also have, finally here, David Kep 
one of the writers uh, from, you know, the Jurassic Park series from Jurassic Park and the Lost World. His birthday was on June 9th. Again, happy birthday and anniversary to the films and the people here that took part in the films. And uh, I'm sure we'll see some more birthdays again next week. Oh, there it is. There it is. This is a game trail, Mr. Ludlow. Carnivores hunt on game trail. Hey, Hammond's coming online. Get over there! Some people think that robots are the future. This is a game trail. Thinking machines, supercomputers, and virtual reality displays. This is a game we call hide and seek. It's a scent drill. We've done it about a thousand times with these animals. This is a game trail. Wait to engage. Look at these creatures. They've got millions of years of instinct in their cells. Instinct that we can program. Herd the animal into a kill zone. That's when we take our shot. Get a clear shot, wait on my command, and give her everything you got. I hate computers. This new program's incredible. Violence and technology, not good bedfellows. Hey everyone, and welcome to another segment of The Game Trail, the Jurassic Park podcast segment where we cover all things Jurassic Gaming. Today I'm once again joined by Brad Jost, and we're going to play another round of Tiger Electronics 2XL, uh, Chaos in Jurassic Park. Now for those who maybe missed the last podcast, what this is, it's kind of a choose-your-own-adventure uh, through Jurassic Park Um if you want to find out more about like exactly what 2XL was, uh, maybe refer to one of the older podcasts uh, to find out, uh, or maybe do a little bit of a Google search. But uh, basically what he is, he's a talking robot who is going to uh, kind of tell us a story, and we're going to choose some of the options. Uh, you'll get the gist as we as we go along. But uh, how are you doing, Brad? Dude, I'm doing great. I love I love being the, uh, the, the, I don't know, the sidekick or whatever it is. I don't even know what this person's called. Guest? Yeah, that's it. I don't know. I mean, are you a guest <laughs> on your own podcast? Like, why not? I feel like yeah. I've I feel like I've hijacked this thing, and uh, <laughs> and it's just mine now. Like, take it, man. It's yours. You got it. Oh, fan- <laughs> here's the keys. Fantastic, fantastic. <laughs> but uh, all right, well, Dude, you know, yeah. you've, you've done this once before. The story we got last time was pretty good. Uh, yes. You know, we had talked about doing these intermittently throughout the podcast. So, uh, you know, to listeners. Uh, you know, do you have anything to say to the listeners about your, your last experience? Well, for me, it was brand new. So I hadn't really experienced any kind of uh, storytelling or game or anything like this. So it was really cool. I mean, in the 90s, we definitely had a lot of like books and stuff. I, I remember the, specifically Goosebumps, right? So um, there was a period of time where Goosebumps was just like a straightforward story. But then after a little while, they started to do those like um, choose your own adventure things. They did, and, yeah, yeah. You flip the different pages, uh huh. So that I, I was familiar with that aspect, but this whole like storytelling aspect where you're you're listening basically to an audiobook, but you can actually jump around the the, the tape, which is really cool. Actually, like we're in the age of like cell phones and you know computers and all this stuff, and I don't even know how that tape works to be honest. Like, so that's a, you know, a marvelous thing, I guess. I, I really enjoyed that whole last uh, session we had. And uh, it told like a really cool story that I wasn't expecting and uh, something new, I guess, for for fans uh, of, the, of the films and the books, you know, kind of weaving in certain aspects of what we know and what we don't know. So, you know, doing this again, I'm, I'm really excited. Hopefully I remember some of these choices that I made before. We'll try to steer clear of those. But yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes now, choosing the different adventure, I guess. 
Yeah, and you know, we're gonna try to maybe steer clear of them, but you know, we've only done one other one before, so I think it'll be pretty safe. Like, as long as you remember some of your options from last time, I think we'll get a different enough story, uh, you know, for the for the people listening, um, you know, to enjoy something completely different. But uh, you know, uh, should we get this thing kicked off? Dude, let's do it. Let's uh, head into Chaos Island or whatever it's called. <laughs> <laughs> this is, uh, we're going to call this Take Two of Chaos in Jurassic Park by Tiger Electronics 2XL. Let's do it. Uh, and I am hitting the play button now. Hello, I am 2XL, everybody's favorite storytelling robot. But you probably already know that. I was just reviewing a very interesting part of the world's history, the period when dinosaurs ruled the Earth, you know, before robots were invented. Did you ever wonder what it would be like to meet a real live dinosaur? I've heard of a man who was so interested that he created his own dinosaurs as well as a place for them to live, a place called Jurassic Park. During this story, you'll be asked to make certain choices from time to time. As usual, please follow all of the instructions. Only press the buttons you are told to press and only after you hear the word now. So get ready for excitement and adventure as you take a trip through Jurassic Park. But first, you need to tell me where you would like to begin this story. If you would like to start in the United States, press 2. Or if you want to begin on Costa Rica, press 3. Press 2 or 3 now. Dude, let's go straight to Costa Rica. 3. 3. An investment banking firm it will be. Now with whom would you like to begin your adventure? Press 1 if you want to join a park warden. Or press 2 to start with a chief systems engineer. It's up to you. Press 1 or 2 now. Let's go park warden. 1. 1? Yeah. Wow, so many options. Jeez. Yeah, those two weren't the options last time. No. The midday quiet of Isla Nublar is broken by a loud screeching sound. It emanates from a huge metal box being pushed in front of a gate. The gate is part of an electrified fence designed to keep animals in a certain area of the island. That's it, lads. Make sure the fittings are tight. Robert Muldoon is overlooking the operation. He presses a button and the gate swings open. The front of the box slides up and a Tyrannosaurus Rex runs out. Muldoon quickly closes the gate. Incredible. years old with shoulder length brown hair and a tan bush jacket and shorts sorry if i'm interrupting i'm janice kelly your new assistant pleasure to meet you miss kelly by the way any medical experience i'm fully qualified in field medicine setting broken limbs suturing wounds that sort of thing before muldoon can respond the lights on the control panel flicker off for a moment damn I thought they had all the bunks worked out of the system. Excuse me. I'm going to have a little chat with our chief engineer. Muldoon departs, leaving Kelly to wander around by herself. Who would you like to follow? Press 3 to stay with Janice Kelly, or press 4 to follow Robert Muldoon. Press 3 or 4 
Three. Let's stay with her name's Janice now. Okay, Janice, let's stay with Janice, Janice Kelly. Kelly. <laughs> As Janice Kelly, the new assistant park warden, wanders the grounds, she sees the obese Dennis Nedry leave the main building. <laughs> he glances left and right in a suspicious manner. What's this character up to? I better follow him. Keeping a discreet distance between them. Kelly follows Nedry to a telephone booth. If she could only move closer, she could overhear him calling the mainland. Dodgson here. Dr. Lewis Dodgson is a scientist for Biosyn Corporation, a firm heavily into genetic research. This is Nedry. Everything is set. You've got the money? $1.5 million. Half on delivery, the other half when we confirm the results. Don't worry. The 15 dinosaur embryos that I'll get you will be the genuine article. Dodgson has suspected for a long time that Hammond's firm, Ingen, was up to something big in the genetics field. After some digging, he found that computer specialist Nedry was bitter about having to fix mistakes on the park's computer system that he blames Hammond for. It wasn't long before Dodgson talked Nedry into stealing dinosaur embryos for him. Tomorrow will be perfect. Hammond's bringing in some consultants, so all the non-essential staff will be on leave. Take your boat to the North Dock. No one will be there. As Nedry walks back to the resort, he notices a woman he's never seen on the island before. He leers at her. Kelly turns away. She overheard Nedry planning something for tomorrow, but she has no idea what. The next morning, the majority of the staff have the weekend off. Two helicopters approach the island. Which helicopter would you like to check on? Select one for the helicopter that is further away, or four for the helicopter that is closer. Select one or four now. Uh, let's go four. Closer, I think. Four it is. The occupants of the helicopter notice a second helicopter flying some distance behind them. So who's this coming up behind us? Don't tell me you need more experts besides us. You're gonna give us an inferiority complex. Hammond explains that the second helicopter contains experts, but of an entirely different sort. Hammond, you didn't... I told you I'd be inviting them. Regis is upset. Malcolm changes the subject, talking about chaos theory. How little things affect big things. A classic example is the butterfly effect, where a butterfly flapping its wings in Peking affects the weather in New York City. Never mind all that. We're here. The helicopter lands and the group piles into a couple of jeeps. As they drive to the resort, the group gets its first close encounter with a dinosaur. Look at that big guy. <laughs> He's a walking tank. Malcolm points to a large dinosaur, twice as tall as a man and 15 feet long. Large, pointed plates run along its back. Its tail holds four large spikes. It ignores the group as it lumbers along its side of the electric fence on all fours. That's a stegosaurus. One of the stegosauric family. They're grass eaters. The Stegosaurus must have an itch because it starts rubbing itself against a tree. The tree topples over onto the electric fence. 
With a loud crackle of electricity, the tree is burnt in half, the upper half falling into the road in front of the jeeps. Score one for chaos. The jeeps <laughs> carefully go around the obstacle. A short time later, the jeeps reach the resort and everyone gets out. I don't hear that other helicopter anymore. They must have landed. Minutes later, another jeep pulls up and two children hop out. One is a boy who looks to be 11 years old. The other is a girl a few years older who is wearing a baseball cap. They run up to Hammond and hug him. Grandfather! Everyone, I'd like you to meet my grandchildren, Timothy and Alexis. So these are the other experts. Introductions are made all around. After a bit of mingling in which Grant learns that Timothy is also a dinosaur buff, Hammond claps his hands. All right, folks, let's get this show on the road. Where do you want to start? Shall we start by learning how we make dinosaurs, or do you want to head straight for the genuine article? Which would you prefer? Select one to learn how the dinosaurs were made, or two if you wish to meet some right now. Select one or two now. Two. I want to meet him right now. Let's do awesome. it. Let's head in. Hammond leads the group to a building made of reinforced steel. One wall is actually a large archway with an electrified fence covering the entire opening. I'd like to introduce you to the man who keeps all of our attractions in line. This is our park warden, Mr. Robert Muldoon. If you will follow me over to the opening, you'll be able to see the most ferocious beast on the island. Perhaps even the whole world. Aside from man, of course. The large, single room is filled with trees and other jungle flora. Man-sized dinosaurs dart amongst the trees. They run on their hind legs, their tails swishing about behind them. One of them stops and looks up at the group, peeking its head and baring its sharp teeth. They're velociraptors. They have very large brains for their size, and they're a social beast. Grant explains how researchers believe that velociraptors work together in hunting prey, like certain tribes of chimps, which can communicate using body language. All I know is that they're the nastiest of the lot. They never should have been made. Three velociraptors dart out from the trees and leap at the group. Their clawed toes raise. They hit the electric fence with a loud crackle and fall back into the room. They hiss at the group. Uh, why don't we move along to the main attraction, the park itself? Hammond bustles the group into a couple of electric cars that ride through the park on a track. Have a good time, children. We'll have ice cream for dessert when you get back. The two cars move off into the park. Regis, Tim, and Lex in the first car. Grant, Sattler, and Malcolm in the second. What would you like to do now? Press 3 if you want to go into the park, or press 4 if you would like to remain at the control center. Press 3 or 4 now. Let's go 3. Let's three right into the, the park. park. Yeah. Let's see what's in there. The electric cars glide smoothly through the park grounds. Grant is amazed at the variety of dinosaur life. 
line that drives beyond the electric fences. We say Brontosaurus and Triceratops, Spinosaurus and Stegosaurus. This is a paleontologist paradise. The same for a chaos theorist, unless he finds himself on the island. Malcolm gives a quick illustration as to what chaos theory is. He places a drop of water on the back of Sadler's hand and they watch it roll off. Malcolm explains that if he puts exactly the same amount of water on the exact same spot, the water will roll off in a different direction. But it's detecting the patterns and the differences that makes chaos theory a science. So, even though we predict how the dinosaurs will react in this environment, according to what we know of them from the past... There are too many small variables that will uh, blow those predictions to pieces. In the front car, Regis is more concerned with the overcast skies. Looks like rain. We better call the resort and tell them to bring us back in. But we haven't seen the Tyrannosaurus Rex yet. The cars come to an abrupt halt. The lights on the dashboard go off. Regis picks up the radio and cannot make contact. Everything in the car is dead. The first drops of rain begin to fall. What could be going on back at the control center? To find out what's happening in the control center, press 1. To stay in the park, press 4. Press 1 or 4 now. 1 or 4. 4, let's stay in the park. <laughs> I spy with my little eye something that begins with D. The occupants of the electric cars are sitting patiently as the rain pours down. To while away the time, Grant, Sattler, and Malcolm are playing the I Spy game. Darkness. Dinosaur. Uh, danger. Malcolm points to the electric <laughs> fence. A fallen tree is lying against it. It isn't scorched. The fence is no longer electrified. In the front car, Tim and Lex are taking turns using a pair of infrared goggles. They allow the user to see heat sources in the dark. I think I can see a Tyrannosaurus Rex. He's right by the fence. Tim sees the warm shape of the dinosaur with the dark lines of the fence in front of it. With a sickening snap, the dinosaur walks through the fence. He came through the fence. That's impossible. The fences are electrified. The Tyrannosaurus Rex walks down the small hill toward the cars. Grant tells the others that the T-Rex has limited vision. If a person isn't moving, the dinosaur can't see it. Unfortunately, the people in the front car do not know this. We've got to get out of here before it sees us. Run! Regis jumps out of the car and runs. The dinosaur is upon him in a few quick strides. It picks Regis up with its mouth. The kids scream and run off into the jungle. should be left extinct. They discover that although hurt, Regis is alive. The kids are the ones in real danger. Grant and Sattler go after the kids while Malcolm stays with Regis. What would you like to do? If you would like to follow Grant and Sattler, press 3. If you prefer to stay with Malcolm and Regis, press 4. Press Did 3 or 4. Now. Four. Gotta stay with Malcolm. He's killing it so far. Alright. 
Malcolm is sitting in one of the electric cars talking to Regis, who is wrapped in Malcolm's jacket, when Muldoon and Kelly pull up in a jeep. The cavalry to the rescue. Kelly hurries over to examine Regis. Malcolm approaches Muldoon. It was quite a struggle, let me tell you. Uh, we all thought we were going to be lunch for some lizard. We've already met up with Doctors Grant and Sattler in the jungle. Muldoon tells Malcolm that he knows a Tyrannosaurus Rex attacked the cars, injuring Regis and frightening off the kids. He then explains that he gave Grant some supplies to help him find Lex and Tim. So how's the lawyer? He has two broken ribs. I don't think his lungs are punctured, but I'd like to get him back to the infirmary as quick as possible. That may be a problem. He points toward the Jeep. A Triceratops is sniffing the vehicle. It begins nudging the Jeep with its horns. Blast! I left my stun gun in the Jeep. The Jeep tips over on its side. The Triceratops munches some plants that were growing on the spot where the Jeep was parked. After a few minutes, it wanders off. Uh, which one of us gets to give Mr. Regis a piggyback ride back to the compound? Under Muldoon's <laughs> guidance, Malcolm and Kelly help flip the Jeep back over. Everything checks out, so they bundle Regis into the back and drive to the compound. Where would you like them to go when they arrive at the compound? Select A for the infirmary, or B for the computer center. Select A or B now. Let's go B, Computer Center. All right. This is great. The Jeep comes to a screeching halt in front of the car. Muldoon and Kelly rush Regis to the infirmary, leaving Malcolm behind. He casually walks over to the Computer Center. Hello? Uh, anybody home? Arnold steps away from the window, drinking a cup of coffee. Hello, Dr. Malcolm. Pull up a chair and wait for our inevitable destruction. Uh, things can't be that bad, can they? Arnold explains that with the compound only running on emergency power, they don't have the energy to run the computer system. Without the computer system, they can't use the phones to contact the mainland. If they can't contact the mainland, they are stuck on the island until the scheduled pickup Monday morning. That's bad. At least it can't get worse. Wanna bat? Dr. Wu bursts into the room, looking very agitated. He looks around the room nervously, wringing his hands in agitation. It's loose! My special project! It's loose and somewhere in the building! This sounds worse. Arnold tries to calm Wu down. He and Malcolm press Wu on what this special project is. Wu only says that they are all in danger while this thing is running free. I could probably coax it back into its cage, but without the power, there'd be no point. Then it's time I did something. Arnold explains that the main power breakers are housed in a separate bunker. He didn't want to go out to reset them for fear of running into the dinosaurs. Now there's something equally dangerous in the building. Since it's not safe in here or out there, I might as well take the risk. I'll go with you. The pair head off for the bunker. Malcolm heads for the infirmary to tell the others the situation. Press B to follow Dr. Malcolm, or C for Arnold and Wu. Press B or C now. Where are you going? B, Malcolm. I'm, I gotta follow him around this whole time. <laughs> That's my goal. <laughs> As they each round a corner in the hall, Muldoon and Malcolm run into each other. 
Are you doing anything at the moment? As a matter of fact, good. Take this stun gun and come with me. Before Malcolm can say another word, Muldoon leads him out of the compound toward a small building made of reinforced steel. I need to check on the failsafe for the raptors building. Muldoon explains that the only opening to the building holding the velociraptors is an archway covered by an electric fence. Should anything happen to the power, a heavy-duty steel door is supposed to drop in place, covering the entrance. So, we're basically just knocking at the raptor's door to see if any of them are home. You're quick. <laughs> Guess that's why you're a doctor. The pair walk quietly up to the building. They peer around the corner to look at the archway. The door is in place. Malcolm breathes a sigh of relief. Quiet. Look. He points to the far end of the garage-sized door. A hole four feet in diameter has been punched through it. We're in trouble. Malcolm looks up. Two raptors are leaping toward him. Before he can move, Baldoon whips out his stun gun and fires twice. The raptors jump back, hissing. Back to the compound. As long as we secure the windows, we'll be safe there. That's what you think. As they run for the compound, Malcolm tells Muldoon that Wu's special project, whatever it may be, is roaming the compound. You go on back inside. With the raptors loose, I'd better make sure Kelly's safe. Which way do you want to go now? Select one to stay outside with Muldoon, or two if you want to return to the compound. Select one or two now. I guess one. Let's uh, one? stay with Muldoon. Muldoon moves silently along the side of a building. He comes across Wu, who is hiding in the shadows. What are you doing here? Wu tells him about his special project, a velociraptor with near-human intelligence. It has already tried to stop them from restoring power. Wu is trying to anticipate its next move. It's not safe out here. All the raptors are on the loose. But we should have power soon. Then Arnold can restore the computers and call the mainland for help. With power restored, Muldoon can now take the time to find Grant and the others. He tells Wu to return inside while he gets Kelly to help with the search. Who do you wish to follow this time? Press 3 to stay with Wu or press 4 to go with Muldoon. Press 3 or 4 now. Let's go with Wu. Three. All right. Let's find out what he's up to. As Arnold continues to work at Nedry's computer station, Wu leaves to search the building for his special project. Malcolm wanders over to the window. I'll tell you this much. <laughs> uh, the next time an eccentric millionaire invites me to spend a weekend on his tropical island, all expenses paid. I'm going to think twice about accepting. Arnold goes over to his own computer to retrieve some information. Neither of them noticed the intruder enter the room. There. I think that does it. The computers are back online. Now to get communications working, I just need... He breaks off with a cry of pain as Wu's velociraptor leaps on his back, knocking him to the floor. Malcolm turns around in time to see the beast tearing up Arnold's computer. What's with 
you monsters. First you guys attack a lawyer, now it's a computer operator. What next? Mathematicians? He fires the clean gun at the creature. It snarls and runs out of the room. Malcolm checks Arnold's injuries. What happened? Malcolm explains. He tells Wu to try to get the communications working while he takes Arnold to the infirmary. Where would you like to go from here? Select one if you want to find out what will happen in the infirmary, or two if you want to stay in the computer room. Select one or two now. Uh, one, come on, come on. one, one. I don't know, man. I'm so lost now. As Malcolm takes Arnold to the infirmary, they meet Hammond heading the other way. Uh, we had a little run-in with your special project. I think it's time I had a few words with Dr. Wu. We must get communication system working. Arnold tells Hammond what must be done to fix the communication system. He hurries off as Malcolm and Arnold arrive. Honey, we're home. Malcolm hears Regis moaning softly. The sedative must be wearing off. Uh, don't worry, pal. I'll find something to put you out. Uh, where do they keep the mallets? He places Arnold on a bed and searches for a sedative. The door to the room flies open and an intelligent-looking velociraptor enters the room. Oh, no. Uh, not you again. The raptor is next to Malcolm in a single leap. With a hiss, it flings Malcolm to the floor and begins tearing up the room. Uh, I think this has gone far enough. Malcolm draws his trike gun, but the raptor kicks him in the chest, sending him sliding backward across the floor, the gun falling from his hand. Well, uh, you could have killed me if you wanted to. You're more interested in whatever it is we humans are interested in. Only your goal seems to be stopping us from achieving our goals. The raptor finishes trashing the infirmary and leaves. I don't think our clever friend will return here. I better check on the folks in the computer room. What would you like to do next? Select B to follow Malcolm to the computer room or C to stay in the infirmary. Select B or C now. B. <laughs> this actor is awesome. It's so fantastic. Oh my god. Malcolm is in the computer room talking to Wu when Grant, Sattler, Tim, Nedry, and Darkson enter. Appears uh, we got more than we bargained for on our 50 cent tour. Nedry, where have you been? Um, I'll explain later. Right now, I need food. He leaves the room. Wu tells the others that a rescue helicopter is on the way. He also warns them that his pet, an intelligent raptor, is on the loose. Well, Tim, what say we find your grandfather and then... Tim? Grant discovers Tim is gone and goes off to search for him. Where should Grant look? Select two for Grant to search the kitchen or four to look in the genetics lab. Select two or four now. Let's go four. Genetics four? lab. Grant makes his way toward the genetics lab. He finds Tim standing out in the hall, peering in. What are you up to, young man? Tim explains that he doesn't trust Nedry and Dodgson. Grant feels the same way. He peeks into the room. 
Nedry and Dodgson are putting several small items into a canister. This refrigeration canister will ensure that these dinosaur embryos will survive the trip back. And you're still going to pay me for helping, right? Dodgson agrees. They finish their work and start out. Grant and Tim duck around the corner. Let's not let on we know anything until we're sure of what they're up to. They follow Dodgson and Nedry back to the computer room. What do you think the group should do now? If you think they should join up with the others at the infirmary, press button 1. If, on the other hand, you would prefer to have them wait in the computer room to be rescued, press button 2. Press 1 or 2 now. Let's go 2. Wait to be rescued, I guess. Alright. I don't know what's going to happen, but... Could end the story or not. I don't know. The group in the computer room is surprised to see Hammond, Lex, Arnold, Regis, and Kelly enter. What are you doing here? Mr. Hammond and I felt that with Wu's pet running around, we shouldn't stay here. She tells Muldoon they should head out to the helipad to wait for the chopper. Muldoon agrees with the plan. Dodgson thinks that's a bad idea. You're forgetting that I have a boat at the dock. Let's use that to escape. Which way should they leave the island? Select one if they should use Dodgson's boat, or four if they should wait at the helipad for a helicopter. Select one or four now. Four helipad. Changing it, it up. Remember we did the boat last time. We did the boat last time. Yeah. Everyone hurries out of the compound and piles into a couple of jeeps. They drive off toward the helipad. Hammond has the misfortune of sitting next to Malcolm. Mr. Hammond, I'd like to take this opportunity to thank you for such a delightful weekend. Let's do it again sometime. As the landing area comes into view, the group can hear the sound of a helicopter. Look! The helicopter's here! It's landing! Look what's coming up behind us! As the jeep slows to make a turn, Wu's pet raptor dashes past them. The raptor runs toward the landing helicopter. Hammond fears that it may hurt the pilot or damage the vehicle. Don't worry. I'll ram that sucker. Don't! You might kill her! Should Muldoon ram the raptor or find a trank gun and shoot the creature instead? Select one for Muldoon to drive his jeep into the raptor or three to stop and try to shoot it. Select one or three now. One. Let's ram that sucker. <laughs> so ridiculous. It is. Should I ram him? Ram that sucker. There's no time for anything else. Hang on. Muldoon steps on the gas. Sensing the danger, the creature tries to leap aside. The jeep strikes the raptor's hind legs. Muldoon loses control and the jeep hits the helicopter. Everyone out! Quick! Everyone hurries out of the jeep while Muldoon helps the pilot. Dazed, the raptor staggers around the helipad, wandering close to the cliff edge overlooking the ocean. Everyone get down! The fuel tank can blow up at any moment! People dive for the ground as both the jeep and the helicopter blow up. The force of the blast blows the raptor off the edge, and she falls into the ocean. My wonderful creation! What have we done? Is it possible she'll survive? Calming down, Wu says that yes, it is possible. In the meantime, 
the group must wait at the helipad. All they can do is hope that they can fend off any dinosaurs until another helicopter arrives. Well, you certainly know how to make up a very exciting story that was full of action. It is a shame that the one dinosaur was hurt, but I'm sure it'll be all right. You made sure that everyone will get off the island, and that's very important. By the way, did you ever learn why Dotson was on the island? Or why things went wrong in the first place? If you didn't, then the next time you play this program, rewind it and press different buttons, and then you may hear a completely different story. Goodbye, and thanks for playing. Please turn me off now. So, a completely different story, and we left them all there to die. Yeah, man, what what was that? Like, unresolved. <laughs> oh my god. So this is, you know, for the record, this is the second time we've been through, and I was, I've been lining up the answers, like, in a column. This game literally has to be endless, because, for instance, like... We've got okay, sure. It starts off with the two basic like questions, right? Yeah. But then like, there's one where it's like the first game you did. It was you chose yes, and then for the same exact section, you chose B on the next game. So like, <laughs> these these things aren't even lining up, which tells me that like, I I don't I mean I, I'm not gonna say it's endless, right? Because it's a cassette tape, but yeah. there's gotta just be hundreds of combinations of of this story that you can possibly tell. <laughs> Dude, it felt like it. You know, like, I went a different path in the beginning, and I ended up in a completely separate area with different characters where I could choose from that point to go different areas. Like, it felt like I was on a completely separate path telling a com- completely different story, which obviously it was, and it was it was really interesting in that. And the beginning, I felt, was, like, a little slow getting there, but the end of this one, like... Man, this one was, like, jam-packed with some awesome, awesome stuff. And that ending, dude, I can't believe it. Like, I uh, I guess I made so a just, mistake by, no, by dude, ramming the raptor, but... <laughs> there's no there's no winners or losers in this game. It's just a matter of, like, yeah, they're just, they're just hanging out there now to, like, you know, hopefully someone's going to come along, like, and, yeah. and find them, uh, and they're going to fend off dinosaurs. That's, that's crazy, and it's just... It's... I, I'm not that smart, but I'd like to think that I understand what a, how a cassette tape works, but I have no idea how this cassette tape really, like, how it's jumping tracks and all no. that stuff. I'm sure if I did a Google search, I could figure out how cassettes work, but... Um, <laughs> we sound you know, so dumb right now, but, like, yeah, yeah it, it is confusing. Like, it's weird. How like, does it jump around like that? I don't get it. And it's funny, while I'm listening, you, ha- you have to pay really close attention because it's not just, like, A or B. It's not one or two. It's like, do you want him to do this? Press one. Do you want him to do this? Press four. I'm like, wait, what? I, I, I thought I was going to go like one or two or like three or four or something like that. But that skips all over the place. And I'm like, man, I really got to pay attention to what my option are, what my options are here because I could get lost really quickly. So I'm glad he kind of repeats it. You know, he says like the one part and then he repeats it like more plain and simple second time around. So... And it was tough, like, trying to remember where we went last time. And, and I think towards the middle of the story, I, I did sort of get lost as to, like, where I had gone. Was I – because I remember, like, the infirmary. and But I also remember, like, the compound or the control center. So it was like 
it was tough to figure out where we should be going. I think maybe we only hit one repeat. I think maybe, but I mean, like, even if, even though we hit a repeat, like, we still got to learn some like different things, right? Like, we learned that uh, Wu's special creation is just a human smart raptor. Yeah. Um, you know, we learned that Kelly is not just Kelly. Her first name is Janice. <laughs> Janice. <laughs> uh, Janice Kelly. She's got the most 90s name uh, imaginable. That, that blew my um, mind. I did not oh, expect yeah, her was, to be named Janice Kelly. Yeah. And then whoever <laughs> they've got playing Malcolm killing it in this story Dude. with score one for chaos and, uh, you know. Score one uh, for chaos. Dude, yeah. That was so the, funny. The next time I'm invited to a millionaire's uh, resort, <laughs> I'm gonna think twice. Like, <laughs> dude, the amount of one, like every line I think was a one-liner, like uh, uh, like some sort of comedy bit. And dude, this actor is incredible. Like, I almost almost think like, yeah, they got they got Jeff Goldblum like to come do this because he sounds spot on. He is so good. But whoever this guy is, I gotta give him a lot of credit. See, I feel like the guy who's playing Alan is pretty spot on, like with the with the voice. But I mean, obviously, yeah. none obviously none of these guys are are you know these actors no, no, are, no. are from the film. But Nedry's uh, really it, good too. Nedry, he like has that slimy Nedry sound to him. That I, I love it. They're all really great, and uh, I think like I remember the first time when we listened, it did it felt a little like slowed down and and stuff. But this time it didn't really. I felt like it was. Like, more of, like, how it should have sounded, like, in the 90s or something. Yeah, probably. I mean, you know, that the tape's been run through now a couple times, so maybe it was just a it's matter warmed of up. <laughs> getting those yeah, getting those gears back in order. But, uh, yeah, anyway, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to, to maybe learn some new things next time. Uh, you know, this, again, this was a pretty long one. Uh, I know yeah, there's some man. shorter stories in there, too. So uh, maybe we'll come across uh, one of those one day as well. Did the, the fact that, like... Um, you know, Malcolm, it's funny that these characters are in these situations, like actually taking it back a little bit even further, they get to the island and there's no introduction. It's just like, hey, there's a dinosaur right there. Oh, wow. That looks cool. Like they're so nonchalant about this. Like it's so hilarious. And then like a raptor is loose in the compound or, you know, wherever. And Malcolm's just like, uh, uh, yeah, um. You know, uh, do you think you're going to attack a, a, a scientist and then uh, a computer and uh, maybe a mathematician? Like, he's, like, has all this time to, like, monologue. <laughs> to have a conversation with himself? Yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> so funny. Like, there's literally a raptor. For some reason, all he does, all this raptor does is tear apart computers. He hates, he's, even Malcolm says, like, uh, for some reason, he's more interested in what we're interested in as humans. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that, that explanation was fantastic. It's, I can't get over it. I kind of wish, like, I know this is a, a way of catalog, cat, uh, cat, man, I can't talk, cataloging it right now, but I kind of just want all the Malcolm responses. You know, like, I just want them all. They're so good. That's why I tried, like, this time around, I tried to weave it in and follow him, like, the whole time, but uh, I, I missed a few here and there, but... That, that was awesome hearing him every time. I think, you know, maybe one day I would love to, like, if we get all of this recorded, I would love to go through and do, like, a super cut of, like, just try to have it make sense because there's obviously contradictions depending on, like, what route you take. Yeah. But I'm wondering how long you could actually make this story or, like, yeah. if you could have, like, a... Because, really, we didn't get an animated series when we were kids, so this almost feels like what the animated series 
would feel like to me. Um, yeah, you're right. Just kind of, you know, goofy. And Malcolm would just be every every scene he's in, just a one liner, right? Like uh-huh. always, always set to go. Um, so yeah, like it, it's definitely again, like just really interesting. And I'm glad we got to do it again. Yeah, there were man, there was one specific line. I can't remember what it was, but I think it was. Um... They were in the car. Malcolm was in the car, and he's oh, <laughs> they're playing. They're playing I Spy, and somebody's like I Spy something <laughs> with a D, and he's they're they're like uh, dinosaur uh, something else, and he's like uh, danger. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's totally random. I just oh I just want to be in the I want to be a fly on the wall in the writers room for this yeah. game. Uh, you know, 25 <laughs> years ago, but and ramming you know. that Raptor and uh, you know causing the vehicles to explode that was a, an epic ending and also the fact that the explosion shot the raptor off the cliff i felt so bad for the raptor it's so it's a human intelligent raptor and uh <laughs> and it just fell off and it obviously this thing died i mean come on let's be honest well, but I then don't know. Lo- it's a, yeah it says they're like oh it's he's all freaking out because it died they're like well could oh. it he's like oh yeah you know what it might have <laughs> Oh, that's that's what I was getting at. Like Wu's like so distraught that this thing just flew off a cliff, and he's like, "Oh, well, actually, yeah, it might it, it might be alive." <laughs> we'll just wait here to find out. <laughs> well, we'll have to stay here and, and fend off any other dinosaurs until the next helicopter gets here. Oh, oh so my god, that was amazing. That was so incredibly funny. I that was way funnier. I felt like than the first one, but uh, yeah, it, it definitely was a lot funnier this time around. Yeah, oh, such great characters, such great acting, and. Uh, man i can't wait to do this again all right yeah well uh you know until next time uh you know i'm aaron buyer you can find me at aaron d buyer uh on twitter and uh you know you all know brad uh, is the host of uh the standard podcast so uh, i think we'll sign out for the evening take it easy guys to visit JurassicParkPodcast.com to find all our past episodes, brand new news articles, information on how to contact us, and much more. It's a great source for everything related to the podcast, and of course, Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. Head to JurassicParkPodcast.com and help us build a great community. Thanks for listening to the 102nd episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. Of course, a huge thanks to Aaron Beyer again for joining me here with the 2XL. I absolutely love this thing. The stories that it comes up with, the character voices, everything about it is just so awesome, so iconic to me at this point now. Even though I didn't know about this thing previously, it's fun to know about them now. We will definitely be hitting you again with more of these awesome stories from the 2XL, so stay tuned. Also, a big congratulations to Caleb and Samantha for winning the prize packs. I am so glad to finally give them out. Hopefully you enjoy our prize packs, and uh, I'm sure we'll have some more giveaways in the future, so stay tuned with all that. But uh, for now, let's congratulate Samantha and Caleb on winning these prize packs. If you want to interact with us, we do most of our work over on Twitter, at Jurassic Park Pod. We're also on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Jurassic Park Podcast, and our Instagram handle is at Jurassic Park Podcast. You can listen to us via iTunes, Google Play, Podomatic, YouTube, our website, or wherever else podcasts are found. So make sure to subscribe to automatically get new episodes every week. If you haven't already, please give us a five-star review on iTunes or a great review wherever you listen to the podcast. 
It will seriously help out our rankings and make it easier for fans like you to find us. We're usually spotted commenting on the Jurassic Park subreddit as Jurassic Park Podcast. Don't forget to check out JurassicParkPodcast.com for all the links you heard here today. If you want to get a hold of us, you can email us with any news stories, MP3s, comments, or if you want to debut a segment of your own, send them to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. Or you can submit questions directly on our website contact form. If you'd like to record something for the show, of course, send it in to us and we'll feature it in an upcoming episode. If you don't have any way to record, you can give our voicemail line a call and leave us a message. That number is 732-825-7763. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Five minutes. Drop what you're doing and leave now.